Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Do you have opinions that you feel you can't express? I think we all do. Are you looking for a place to stir up conversation and let your opinions be heard? I want to introduce you to a new alternative social media site, Snippy.com. Snippy is an unbiased social media platform that's all about conversation and community. Snippy not only encourages freedom of expression, but guarantees its users the ability to discuss topics freely, without any suppression from administrators. Check in for a quick update about current events, or spend hours scrolling through users' posts. Write your thoughts and strike up conversation. Snippy's founders have intentionally created a forum where anyone can feel free to express their thoughts, frustrations, ideas, anything really. It's a place where discussion is valued, a place where your opinion matters, totally free. Go to snippy.com now to express yourself. No shadow banning, no character limit, and no suppression of conservative thought ever. Check out the website at snippy.com or download the app. No censorship, no agenda. Join us at Snippy to get the discussion rolling. Well, a story we've all been following over the past few weeks, and honestly... I'm going to report on it because it's a big story, but I have to tell you, it's kind of disappointing for this country that we even have to go through something like this. And you know what I'm about to say. Following a very explosive and at times highly emotional day of testimony before the Senate Judiciary Committee, all eyes turned to several key swing vote senators now who remain outwardly undecided on the Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh's fate as of late today. Ahead of tomorrow's planned Judiciary Committee vote on whether to recommend Kavanaugh's confirmation to the full Senate, which they could vote this weekend, we shall see what happens there. Now, earlier today, a visibly angry and emotional Brett Kavanaugh denied under oath that he had assaulted Christine Ford, telling senators his name has been totally and permanently destroyed by these false allegations and that his accusers testified that she's 100% sure he forced her and forced himself on her some 36 years ago, and that's how she stands. He was 17. She was 15. We begin first with Howard Bloom for his reaction from today's testimony. Howard, go ahead. Well, the unspoken presence in the Senate Judiciary Committee chamber today was not Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, and it was not Brett Kavanaugh. It was something we talked about last night, alcohol. You are two different people, George, the person you think you are and the person you actually are. The person in you that you do not know takes you over when you drink. And Brett Kavanaugh was a drinker when he was young. One of Kavanaugh's five sexual abuse accusers is a fellow Yale student who says that during a drinking game in their dorm, Kavanaugh exposed himself to her, tried to get her to touch him, and more. Kavanaugh was drunk. The Yale student who made this claim is named Debbie Ramirez. One of Ramirez's roommates, Liz Swisher, says she was shocked by the way that Kavanaugh portrayed himself as, quote, a choir boy in a long interview with Martha McCallum that aired three days ago on Fox TV. Swisher was particularly disturbed by Kavanaugh's claim that he never blacked out or had lapses of memory after drinking to excess. On the contrary, Swisher says that Kavanaugh was a, quote, sloppy drunk. I know, she adds, because I drank with him. I watched him drink more than a lot of people. He'd end up slurring his words, stumbling, concluded Swisher. It's not credible for him to say that he has no memory lapses in the nights that he drank to excess. Now, Swisher is not a gutter snipe. She graduated cum laude from Yale, 
and is a professor and division director at the University of Washington School of Medicine's Division of Medical Genetics. Um, another, she is a credible witness. Another of Ramirez's roommates at Yale, Lynn Brooks, is a Republican. I repeat, a Republican. Brooks kept her mouth shut about Kavanaugh until she saw that Fox TV interview in which Kavanaugh made himself out to be a saint. Then she couldn't keep quiet anymore. She explained that Kavanaugh, quote, said he did not drink to excess, and he said he never drank to the point of blacking out. But, says Brooks, quote, you can't lie your way into the Supreme Court. And with that statement out, he's gone too far. Now, what motivated Brooks to speak? Civic virtue, she says, quote, it's about the integrity of the Supreme Court. Brooks is also a credible witness. She graduated from Yale with a bachelor's degree in a tough subject, chemistry. Then she went from Yale to Wharton, held high-level executive positions in a string of pharmaceutical companies, and is now CEO of a healthcare communications firm. Note the word that Brooks uses, lie, as in you can't lie your way onto the Supreme Court. Does Brett Kavanaugh, who is a church-going family man, lie? Kavanaugh's testimony in front of the Judicial Committee today was explosive. He said he was the victim of a vast conspiracy. And emotional. He started crying, Howard. He started crying, and when he said the words I'm about to tell you, his face was puffed up and red. It was like a six-year-old's outrage, anger. And he said this whole week effort has been a calculated and orchestrated political hit. Kavanaugh claimed that it's, quote, fueled with apparent pent-up anger about President Trump in the 2016 election. Fear that has been unfairly stoked about my judicial record, revenge on behalf of the Clintons, and millions of dollars in money from outside left-wing opposition groups. That's the end of his quote. Dr. Christine Blasey Ford said that when she was 15, you know this, and Kavanaugh was 17, Kavanaugh and a friend shoved her into a bedroom. Kavanaugh pushed her onto the bed, got on top of her, ground his hips against her, tried to remove her clothes, covered her mouth when she tried to scream, and laughed. This is the new part today. And he laughed, and his friend did nonstop about the fun the two of them were having at her expense. Kavanaugh called this claim a, quote, grotesque and coordinated character assassination. Both boys, says Dr. Ford, were drunk. They'd apparently started drinking early in the afternoon. And again, when you're drunk, a you that you do not know comes out and takes over. Then, thanks to the alcohol, you forget what you did. But is Liz Swisher right? Does Brett Kavanaugh lie about these things? The odds are very good that he lied today in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Kavanaugh said that he did not know Christina Blasey Ford when they were teenagers, and he added that he was never at a party that matched Dr. Ford's description. Then he said with vehemence that the two male friends who Ford says were at this party with the two of them know me well. Now, if Dr. Christina Ford did not know Brad Kavanaugh, when the two were teenagers in the upper-class country club set of Maryland, if they did not travel, as Kavanaugh claims, in the same social circle, how did Ford manage to name two of Kavanaugh's best friends? Now, it's questions like this that impelled Democrats on the Judiciary Committee to demand two things, an FBI background check on the new accusations and a hearing in which alleged witnesses to the event and character witnesses like Swisher, Brooks, and the two male friends who Kavanaugh says know me well could be questioned in person. But apparently they vote tomorrow. So yes or no, does the Senate Judiciary Committee move the nomination onto the full Senate? Yes or no? It's going to move the nomination as long as they can hold the four swing votes. And those four swing votes were confused today because, as you said, Christina Ford um, came across 
very, very credibly, and so did Judge Kavanaugh. All right, my friend. Now we check in with Dr. John Curtis, onlinecolumnist.com, with his perspective. John? Yeah, well, George, I mean, I, obviously I'm going to take exception to what Howard is saying here. That's I, why I've got you two on, to balance this out. <laughs> well, it's a big surprise there, right? I mean, this is the deal, George. She came there, she presented, every Democrat had already made up their minds, you know, before this hearing started, that she be- they believe, just like Howard, everything a teenage girl remembers 36 years ago as a 15-year-old who may have been under influence of alcohol herself at the time. So you're asking, you're basically asking people, this is the bottom line, who do you believe this kind of woman who is presenting herself with this shaky voice, extremely emotional, obviously traumatized by something over her lifetime. Something happened to her. Something obviously did. That something, admitting to uh, Rachel Mitchell that she suffers from claustrophobia, she suffers from anxiety, she suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder, and she's asking people to believe that this one incident that she went through as a teenager where somebody flopped on top of her, possibly, if this is her description, the one that Howard gave, traumatized her so much that as an adult, a professional psychologist that's been through umpteen years of therapy and whatever is still this trauma victim who presents herself as somebody in the, in the hearing like she's the walking wounded. Now, how can anybody possibly trust that kind of presentation against the track record of a highly decorated Yale Law graduate counselor to an American president, and a 12-year uh, circuit court judge with the highest ratings from the American Bar Association. So I know Howard likes to focus on different things, and especially the alcohol issue, but the, the fact is that her presentation today, and I said this, I said that if she doesn't present herself as credible, then this is going to tilt back in the direction of Kavanaugh, which I think it has. Well, we will find out soon, John. Let me ask you this. If, for some reason, Kavanaugh did this, if he did this, don't you think he would have scored points if he had said over the course of this, yes, I think I might have done something stupid. I was drunk. I was 17. But I will tell you that 17-year-old boy is not who I am tonight. Or today. Do you think the people would have accepted that? No, of course not. You don't. That would have destroyed him politically. He would be toast. He had to deny everything, um, you know, and ultimately whether he did it, whether he didn't do it. I mean, it is now his reputation against her shaky testimony. And 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 all the Democrats think it was very credible. And I don't know how you're going to prove this. Now, I don't think you can ever prove That's the problem. John, thanks. We're going to check in. The Senate Judiciary Committee is supposed to vote tomorrow to see if they're going to move the nomination onto the full Senate. But i got to tell you, you know, everybody loses in this situation. Everybody. The poor woman who was assaulted by someone, Kavanaugh, whose name has been destroyed. Can you imagine his kids going to school every day now? With this over their heads, everybody's destroyed.
Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.